With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everybody, it's Stefan. And we are on call number four of our Summit Attraction Intensive. And call number four is the the last official call of the first module of breaking free from our negative attractions. Um, <clears throat> I don't expect everybody to have already broken free completely, right? It's not, these modules are not uh, meant to be, you know, like totally delineated that, you know, it's at the end of four weeks you have finished that module. You know, it's, it's just that we're allocating four weeks to, to focus on that topic and then, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and move on to the next module, the next call. But I, I'm anticipating that people, <coughs> excuse me, will continue to you know work on the module one material, and they might mix some of the module two material in it as well. You know, as you continue your healing journey. But I'm also very excited to, you know, see what people have already been accomplishing. People have been reporting some really cool stuff, changes that they've been noticing in their lives. You know, like being able to you know, stand up for ourselves better. You know, there's, that's obviously a clear outcome of of all this really good anger work we're doing. And you know, as as uh, Claudia said, it's she does it in a way that feels good, right? It feels good to her, and and she gets good responses from people. And other people have a similar experience as well. That it's not like we're all getting angry and yelling and screaming at people to stand up for ourselves, but more that the anger work we're doing in our sessions is giving us the strength to to you know to stand up for ourselves, to ask for what we want and things like that. Um, you know, from a position of strength and clarity and yes, I can do this and things like that. So uh it's really cool. So it's lovely seeing this progress and um look forward to more do you continue. I also want to acknowledge that as I said in the email I sent out uh, the first month is the hardest because so much stuff gets stirred up and it can feel overwhelming and you know it can you're you'll go it'll be a big roller coaster in the first month you know the roller coaster is i you know I have a really good session I feel better, but then after the session's over after another day or two, you know all these other memories come up and then I get slammed by more feelings and then I crash down and up down all over the place you know it's that's very common to be expected. So if that's happening for you, just know that that's normal and it's okay and it's going to get better and better. By the end of two months, you're going to be more even keeled. The The uh, dramatic roller coaster will have calmed down. There'll still be ups and downs because stuff gets stirred up and feelings come up and things like that, but it's not going to be so dramatic in its up and downness. So it's going to smooth out. You're going to feel a lot better. And by module four, where we're so modules one, two, and three are all about clearing the negative, right? So first one was negative attraction. The second one is the fears and limiting beliefs that are interfering. 
third one is you know, clearing out past relationships. So these are all kind of clearing out the negative. And in Module 4, we get into building up the positive. And so things are going to start feeling a lot better. doesn't mean that no negative feelings will come up. They very well might, but there's going to be, you're going to feel yourself heading upward in a really wonderful way. So the first month is the hardest, the second month is the second hardest, and then after that, it's going to get a lot easier. So anyway, I just want to reassure people about that. Uh, just to remind everybody, those who are on the phone, you're going to press star 8 to let me know that you'd like to talk. And if you're chatting, um, just start typing stuff. And I'm using a different uh, control panel where the chat messages may work better. Um, if somebody's willing to try typing longer than four lines of a chat message, you can do that and see if it works. Um, I'm using the web control panel, which is <clears throat> not supposed to work as well um, for certain aspects, but I think the chat part works better. So uh, at the very beginning here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer some questions. Uh, people emailed me a bunch of questions, and you guys may online have questions. And then I'm going to teach some stuff, and then we're going to do some healing sessions. And hopefully we'll have time for two of those. But I already have one person who's raised their hand, so let me see. Hey, what's your name first? Hello, it's Guylaine. Guylaine, hey. Hey. <laughs> Roller coaster, you say? For me, I feel I'm down. <laughs> like there's no up, it's just down all the time. Um, it's, um, I'm, I'm, um, it's hard because it, I feel that it was easier for me to be like just sad all the time, you know, like, now that I start to get angry, like for the sadness part, like I was like doing the thing like every day. But since I kind of touched more my anger, like uh, two days ago, <laughs> um, I kind of like, like I said on the Facebook, I'm afraid of my anger. Now I'm pissed all the time. Uh -huh. Like I saw my parents, I just wanted to jump at their throat and just be like, oh, I was so irritated around them. Um, so it's hard because I kind of know what I have to do, but yeah, I feel kind of stuck. Yeah. All right. So, so it is uh, you have a big backlog of anger. People who are uncomfortable with their own anger, even afraid of their own anger, uh, will tend to repress it a lot, hold it in, basically, and uh, that leads to a huge backlog that builds up over the years. And so mm -hmm. as you first start tapping into it it can feel very much like that. Like, geez, I just feel angry all the time now. Now I just want to lash out and things like that. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of that. All it means is that you finally open the door to letting yourself really feel and start expressing your anger, and there's just a bunch that needs to come out. So just like you worked every day for a while on the sadness, I mean, you don't have to do this every day. That's pretty intense. But uh, I would just you know, frequently get into the anger part, and you're going to see that it's going to come back down because you you just kind of open the door. And then as mm. as you keep you know discharging it in in this work, it's going to it's going to settle back down again. The anger? Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is do the big back Someone will someone will pay for that. <laughs> well, you don't want to be I don't want to be sad. This is what I Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to be exploding on people and stuff like that. You want to be doing it in a, in a healing context of, you know, tapping and discharging, doing healthy anger. You know, Claudia was saying how she had done, you know, sort of really big healthy anger work, and then in real life, you know, she was able to express herself in a way that felt good. So you just opened the door. And so part of you probably feels like exploding a lot. But I'm, what I'm just letting you know is that as you do healing anger work and really get into it, you're going to start clearing out that backlog, and then you're not going to feel like exploding all the time. But when I do a healing thing, I don't feel like I really can touch my anger. This is a thing. Like I yell and stuff, but it's like it's not. It's just kind of in my head. So it's kind of just keep building up. You know what I mean? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about was what was scary about getting into your anger. And I remember I suggested trying to tune into that. As you're trying, as you're doing a healing session, you can do kind of an exploration healing session where you're not so worried about actually healing the memory, but what you want to do is use it as an opportunity to try and get angry. And then as you're having trouble really letting yourself feel the anger, get in touch with what's scary about it. What's scary about feeling this anger? And write it down. And then go, and what else is scary about feeling my anger? And write that down. And get find all the different things that are scary about it. And then uh, you can then tap on that. Because whatever it is that's yeah. scaring you is making it hard for you to get into it. Hard for you to mm-hmm. get into it. Okay, thank you. All right, cool. Any, any other questions? Or? No, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Uh, Rita has volunteered to be our first uh, healing session, and I'm totally good with that. Oh, Rita also just said, I'm unable to type more than two lines. Okay, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, the chat aspect of the system is a little weird, I have to say. The phone part works great. So I would definitely encourage people. It looks like, oh, this time it looks like everybody is on the phone. Fantastic. Yay. Okay, good. Um, so, Rita, I see your hand raised, and I will work with you as the, for the first healing session. Um, so if anybody else has any questions for the question part of this call, Go ahead and raise your hand, star eight. And I have some email questions, so I'm going to go ahead and answer some of those. Okay, so the first one is from Anna. Uh, yep, first one's from Anna. All right, so she's discussing a challenging thing with her father. She says, I have been visiting my father, and he's, uh, and he's upset me greatly when I do. When I visited him tonight, which was uh, yesterday, uh, when I first came to the house, I couldn't find him. All I did was call Dad. Uh, he was in another room on the phone, and when he saw me, he got really angry and almost snarled at me and beckoned me to get out. And it really hurt me. I was going to leave the house then, but as the conversation went on, he got really angry with me again. So, so I left, and I didn't bother offering him a hug. He's 81 now, and I'd like to see him, but this really hurt. Any thoughts? All right. So... As you're doing your healing work, you know, you're kind of reforming your 
internal father, and we're letting your internal father be different than your real father. And sadly, your real father is still the way he was back then, and you're still having a relationship with him. And it's a painful one, and it's a hurtful one. So in a situation like this, basically we have a couple options. One of the options is either to decide that I need to not be in contact for a while as I do my healing work, for instance. That's one option. Um, you know, it might just be for you know a couple months, say, like while I'm really working on this inner child stuff, I'm going to, you know, like the first two months of the program. That, that's one option. And so then when you're ready to reconnect, you're feeling stronger and better able to address things. Ultimately, what you, I think what you can do is uh, either learn to, you know, as you do the healing work, you can come to a place where you don't take it as personally and just accept that he's got his issues and it's part of the package of the relationship. Or you can start having boundaries. Um, having boundaries is, is the one that takes more strength and it's scarier, but it's the one that will help you feel better about yourself and it's the one that has the possibility of improving the relationship. And what you do is you just let the person know, like in this case your father, you say, you know what, it's not okay for you to, to yell at me like this. And, you know, I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. And if you continue doing it, I'll just leave. You know, I want to continue to have a relationship with you, but not under these conditions. So I'm just letting you know that from now on, if you get this really snap anger and start yelling at me, then I'm just going to say, this is not okay with me, and I'm out out of here, and I'm going to leave. So the length of our visits is going to be very much determined by how you treat me. You know, I'm I'm not willing to tolerate that anymore. So you can have boundaries. It's challenging, it's difficult, um, and there's an opportunity for the relationship to be better. Sometimes it leads to greater distance in the relationship because the other person, you know, is not liking the new way of doing things or whatever. Uh, you will tend to be uh, get into a stronger position where you feel better about yourself, and it will likely improve your romantic relationships by having boundaries with your father. Um, and it's really challenging. So, and that's one of the reasons why sometimes you take a break for the first two months as you're doing, you know, the bulk of this inner work with your childhood stuff. So it's up to you. But those are those are the options. Those and those are my thoughts. Um, let's see. The next question is from Patty. Uh, let's see. She says, in regards to the abusive brother and parent, I worked a lot on that memory this week, um, at least four four or five times. It was a 10, and I believe it came down to a 3, which, congratulations, that's wonderful it came down to a 3 from a 10. Um, I do not feel upset or crying. I can scream to the top of my lungs with how angry I am. I can hear the apology, and I came down to that. What I wanted from him was to tell me that we were stuck in that situation where all the siblings had to take care of the baby and that we can do it in a harmonious way, and that he would never hurt me or mistreat me again. When I was in that process, some other memories of him taking advantage of me came up, like slapping me in the face in two opportunities, treating treating me to hurt me, doing cruel jokes, um, selling me stuff, and then telling me he would save it for me and sell it to someone else, and the memories are endless. 
I have some resentment, but it's not as it was before. Do I need to tap on all those memories? Also, how do I know I'm giving the right number to a memory? And in regards, in regarding the memory of feeling unwanted, it came down to two. I just had to tap three or four times, and I felt so much better. Do I need to keep going, doing it until I get to a zero? All right, so there's a few questions here, and it actually gets into some of the stuff I was going to go over today. Um, when you have a theme of being abused by somebody, you know, parent or older sibling like you do, uh, you don't have to heal all of them. There's something called the generalization effect in EFT where if you heal a few representative examples, it clears all the rest. And you already notice that by working a lot on that one memory, that particular one, uh, the other ones are still upsetting, but they're not as upset anymore. So that's an example of the generalization effect already partially working. So typically, you should only need to heal about three of them if you really thoroughly heal them. And I'm going to get into this idea of thoroughly healing a memory in my teaching mode, teaching phase here. But So, Patty, to start with, just address three memories of your brother being abusive. Um, the first one you can remember and two of the worst ones you can remember from childhood, not later in life. And that should likely take care of it. Um, you, you have to work four to five times on a single memory, and that gets into the question of you know, thoroughly healing a given memory. You, so if you heal a memory thoroughly, usually it only takes three memories to take care of the whole thing. Um, not everybody is healing each memory, memory thoroughly, and I'm going to get into what that's about. Um, you said, how do I know I'm giving the right number to a memory? Um, only you can do that. So as you replay a memory in your mind, you check in with yourself to see how intense your reaction is on a scale of 0 to 10. And whatever the intensity is that you get in touch with, then that's the number. But it's the intensity you're feeling today as you relive the memory. So it's not how intense it was back then. It's how intense it feels today. Um, so, that's, uh, so that's that answer. Uh, do we need to keep going to get to a zero? Ideally, yes. Ideally, you want to try to get to a zero. That's part of doing it thoroughly. Um, so I'll come back to the thoroughly thing later. So um, Anda uh, sent in a few questions as well. Uh, so I'm going to answer that, and then I see Carolyn wants, uh, raised her hand too, so okay, I'll get to her next. So Anda <clears throat> said, so here's some uh, questions. She says, I have a little trouble getting angry at my parents because I see that they weren't doing anything wrong on purpose. Am I supposed to try to get angry anyway, stand it for myself, and release all the good anger inside, even if it feels a bit fake? So here's the issue. <clears throat> it is true that every single one of our parents was, was doing the very best they could. Even our hugely abusive parents you know, were doing the best they could. You know, they were very abusive because, usually because they were abused growing up. And you know, they absorbed that and became abusive as an adult. Everybody's doing the best they can. Uh, with less abusive parents, it's easier to be sympathetic to your parents, going, I know they were doing their best, I know they loved me, I know they were trying their hardest, it wasn't really their fault, and all that kind of stuff. And that's all true. It is all true. At the same time, even though they didn't intentionally do something that hurt us, when we were, let's say, five years old, as an example, when we were a five-year-old child and our parent did that thing that did hurt, 
our five-year-old child was just hurt, right? She or he um, didn't uh, know why it was happening, didn't know that the parent had their own issues from childhood or all the explanations and all this stuff. It just hurt, and it was it was not okay. And we absorbed what was done to us, even though it was unintentional. We formed beliefs about ourselves as a result. We grew up thinking that being treated that way was okay because that's what we grew up with, all this stuff. And the, the um, healthy anger is not so much at the parent overall, but it's at the parent's specific behavior in that moment. Like, you know, mom, this, treating me this exact way is not okay. And, you know, okay, you know, you didn't know better, you, your mother did the same thing as you, whatever, and it's still true that that wasn't okay that you did it to me. And I'm standing for myself and saying, this is not okay. And I'm letting myself get really angry about it because at the time, underneath my hurt and my fear and anything else I was feeling, there actually was anger because it really wasn't fair. It wasn't, wasn't okay. So we're just letting ourselves express it. Okay, so Anda just said, that I can get angry at. Good. I had the same trouble, too, when I was uh, first starting to work on myself with my therapist. And, and it, I, I feel guilty. I feel kind of loyalty to my mom because I knew she was doing her best. All the same kind of stuff. And, and he said, look, you're not getting angry at her. You're getting angry at this specific behavior. And it's like, okay, I can do that. And, and I'm just saying the same thing. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, see, question two. I read some time before that you can get the opposite reaction to the feeling you're tapping on, like increasing it if you have substances inside your body that affect your energy system, such as alcohol or metal prosthetics, et cetera. How do you feel about that? Well, you definitely do not want to be trying to do healing work while you have been drinking you know, or taking drugs. So we don't want to do that. Um, not necessarily because it'll make, get an opposite reaction, like you're saying, but it'll just interfere with the healing process. So we don't want to be ta- you know, drinking alcohol and then doing a, doing a tapping session or marijuana or some other kind of drug. It just makes us less clear. Um, metal prosthetics, I know that, you know that can be a factor. I don't think any of you guys have to worry about that kind of stuff, though. Uh, if you know, you're tapping something, your feelings get stronger, that's usually a sign that the tapping is actually working. And what's usually going on is that you were suppressing those emotions to begin with. Uh, when I, I tend to do that a lot in my own healing. So when I'm working with somebody, they'll say 0 to 10 how strong it is. And I go, oh, no, 3 or 4. And then I'll start doing some tapping or some other technique, and uh, they'll check back in with me and say, okay, what is it now? It's like, oh, now it's a 7 or 8. <laughs> right? it, all of a sudden, it jumps up. And that's because I was suppressing the intensity of the emotion. And the initial tapping or whatever healing modality, instead of releasing that emotion, was releasing my suppression of it was releasing my resistance to feeling it, so the feeling came out stronger. That means that the tapping is actually working. And if you keep going, it'll come back down. And keep, and keep, keep going, and it'll go down to zero. All right, so that's the answer to that question. Uh, and the third one is, I had a memory that had some anxiety attached to it, and it overlapped with the general anxiety I was feeling. The feeling dis- decreased a lot after tapping, but then I woke up in the middle of the night, uh, by flashes of anxiety. That never happened before, and it worried me. 
Throughout the next day, the level of anxiety was really up for no apparent reason until he got home and tapped on it for a longer time until it went down again. I don't seem to figure out how to tap on anxiety and release it for good because every time I tap on anything related to anxiety, it seems to come back with a vengeance. Okay. So here's the thing about that. Having anxiety in general uh, is a symptom and it's not the problem. Okay. So when we having a general state of anxiety is actually the result of having a bunch of things unresolved within us that makes us anxious. Um, we all tend to have the, the emotion that we live with when we have a lot of unresolved stuff in us. So for some people, that emotion is anxiety. For other people, that emotion is sadness. For other people, that emotion is anger. So when we have a lot of unresolved stuff that's been stirred up and, and we're working through it, or if we're not working through it, it's just there within us, um, we will tend to live on a day-to-day basis in our given emotion. For you, it's anxiety. And like I said, for others, it's the other two emotions. Or it could be shame, actually. So four out of five primary emotions. Um, and it's, it's a symptom that there's stuff going on within you. So you can tap on the experience of anxiety, and it will soothe it. But until you address what's going on underneath, it'll keep coming back. And just kind of use it as your canary in the coal mine, letting you know that there's stuff going on inside of you that need to be addressed. So like I said, you know, the first two months is the, are the roller coaster months, particularly the first month. And uh, by the end of two months, you're going to find that your general anxiety level is going to be way less. So, all right, so we have Carolyn here. Hey, Carolyn. Hello. Hi, did you have a question? Yes, I did. Um and I'm not even sure how to exactly articulate this. So uh, um, you had talked about you know, taking um, a past relationship and doing some work on it. And the first thing that came to mind was my ex-husband because I still have like an energetic relationship with him, although I really don't like him, so I don't feel like an attraction to him. Uh-huh. Um, but the, a couple nights ago I had a dream where we were still dating and it was like 20 years later, part of my thing is abandonment. And he didn't want to get married. I had to threaten to leave the relationship before we got married. And it was like in the dream, we were still dating and still not married. And, but we still had kids. It was like really, it was one of those bizarre dreams. So I'm guessing that that means that there is, whether it's him or the behaviors that he exhibits, that there is some still attraction there. Am I reading that right? I would say that, you know, as you're working on your abandonment stuff, you know, any any ex- major experiences you had around that are going to tend to come up. Okay. And that that's what this this dream is representing is is that, uh, you know, the whole thing with him not wanting to get married was triggering your your pre-existing abandonment issue. Mm-hmm. And, and as yeah, and, and worthiness stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's the same stuff. And it just means that it's a good place to be focusing right now. Okay. That's okay. like most up for you. All right. Okay. That so, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Thank you for and, clarifying and, that. Yeah, sure. And anything that's unresolved from that marriage, you're going to be working on a module three, breaking the ties. Oh, that one's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Module three is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Okay. In some ways, I All wish right. I could do it at the beginning, but it's too complicated. It's too messy trying to do it before you've cleared the other stuff. Yeah. But it, but you, but for some people, it's you know it's it's already coming up as, as in the Facebook group. You've noticed people are talking about feelings from, about exes and things that are coming up. <clears throat> so it's tricky. But um, you know, module three will get into it in a big way. Okay, fabulous. Thanks, Stefan. Sure. Okay, so that seems to be the end of the questions. So I'm going to do a little teaching, which is actually in response to some other questions. Uh, and then we'll get into the healing sessions. So one of the things that people have been expressing in the Facebook group uh, is that they're not sure about what kind of progress they're making, and they've been kind of jumping around, tapping on many different things. <clears throat> So you it, you can do it that way, and the fact that I have you know recordings for all these different kinds of things that's in the membership area, membership site, uh, is sort of conducive to doing it that way. And it it does work, but the progress tends to be less noticeable because you're trying to heal multiple things at the same time, and you are making progress on them, but you, your progress on any one of them is going to be slower because you're kind of you know, doing them all at the same time. So one session on this issue, another session on another issue, another session on another issue. So if you want to see quicker, more tangible, clear progress on a particular issue, it works better to focus on that issue and do a bunch of sessions on just that one issue. And in this case, when I say issue, what I'm talking about is the negative traits, right? We're, the Module 1 is all about breaking free from our attraction to people with the certain negative traits as our parents. So it, it works best if you pick one negative trait that you know is tends to show up in all of your relationships and focus on that one. Do a bunch of sessions on that one trait until uh, you don't have any charge around that trait anymore. It feels healed. And, uh, and that's one of the ways you're going to know that you're done with that trait. You're not going to feel hooked by it. Now, one of the ways we can really tell whether or not we've broken free of a negative attraction is by using a reference person. A reference person is somebody who has the negative traits of our parents, and we feel this intense gut-level attraction as a person, even though our mind goes, you know, no way am I going to go there. It would be terrible, be super unhealthy. And yet I have this really gut-level attraction. So that gut-level attraction is the thing we're working on, right? So let's say it was a nine to begin with. As you focus on a particular negative trait, after each healing session, just check back in to see what your gut level attraction is to that reference person, and you should see it coming down chunk by chunk until it gets to zero. Now, if that person has more than one negative trait of your parents, you're going to, let's say they have two, then you're going to have to clear both of those before your attraction to that person goes to zero. But you should get reductions. So with a nine, you should go down to eight, to a seven, to a six, to five. You know, it'll keep coming down and you know you're making progress. So my recommendation for a while, from, actually from now on, for the rest of the program, is to try and, and stay on a topic for a while before switching to the next topic, whether it's breaking free from negative trait or working on a particular relationship fear that we're going to get into in Module 2 or a particular negative belief, things like that. Stay on one for a while until you feel like you've totally cleared it. And it'll be very satisfying, and your sense of progress will be much better 
and your hopefulness will go up much more. It's like, yeah, this is working. I'm getting there. Now, the work you've done so far is not a waste. You know, if you did one session per negative trait, and you've been kind of cycling through them all, you are making progress. It's just that for any given trait, it's going to be slower because you haven't done that many sessions on that trait yet. So anyway, so that's my recommendation around that. The next thing is, the question is, how to tell when a memory has been fully healed? So the way that you tell a memory has been fully healed is that when you relive a memory, a specific memory, there is zero charge left, right? You want to get down to zero. Then once you've gotten to zero, you want to test to see, did I really get to zero? And the way you do that is you replay the memory and you try and make yourself upset, okay? If you fully healed that memory, no matter what you do, you cannot get yourself upset about it anymore because it's been fully healed, and that's fact to test. So one of the ways you can try and make yourself upset is you can use little tricks. You can bring the action closer to you than it originally happened. You can make the what happened bigger. You can make the colors brighter. You can make the sounds louder. Um, things like that. So it's kind of like you just you try and plunge deeper into what happened, face the painful part of it, you know, bravely. And actually try and get scared, try and get upset, try and feel hurt, try and feel shame, try and feel whatever it was. And if you succeed, then do some more tapping on it. And if you, if you cannot get upset about it, then that memory is totally healed. Um, so that's, that's how you do it. That's how you know that a, a memory has truly been fully healed. Now sometimes as you're working, when you get down to zero, it starts reminding you of other memories, and you still have feelings about some of those. So it can be a little tricky sometimes to tell in that situation. Um, the first thing you do is just try and just tell your psyche that, okay, I'm going to come to those memories later. I put them on the shelf for the moment, but I'll get to them later. And try and focus stuff on the memory you worked on. And otherwise, just try and distinguish. Am I upset about the original memory, or am I just having feelings about these other memories? So that's the one complication. But you want to at least be down to very close to zero, um, period. People tend to go, oh, two or three, that's good enough. You know, let's move on to the next. I encourage you to try and get to zero more often. Um, if you don't get to zero, then instead of taking, you know, healing three memories is enough to break free from negative traction, you might have to heal four or five. And that's why I tell people, heal three to five memories <laughs> to break free. And that's because I don't know how thorough people are going to be on each individual memory. The other question is, how to tell when a negative trait has been successfully addressed and the pattern ended? Okay. So I already mentioned the reference person. That's the ideal way to test. Not everybody has a good reference person as an example, um, but that's the ideal way to test it. If you have a reference person who has the negative traits of your parents and you had an intense retraction to, and it keeps coming down as you keep working on memories of your parents' negative traits, um, ultimately you should get to a point where not only you reach zero, where it's like, okay, I feel no attraction to this person anymore, you'll actually likely feel an aversion, a bit of a yuck feeling, like, ugh. <laughs> you know, it's not just a zero attraction, it's like, it's yuck. The idea of being with that person feels yucky. You're like, ugh. That's when you know I have absolutely broken out of my negative attraction pattern. 
for at least the, the traits that that person has. Okay? Um, that's when you can be confident that you are totally done with that negative trait. Or if that person had two of them, those two negative traits even. So there's two ways to test. One is that you're not attracted to a person with those negative traits anymore. And the other is, you know, as you get into, uh, you know, you've healed enough of those memories, not only do the memories not bother you, but that trait doesn't hook you anymore. And that's actually that's a good point. Let me say about hooking. When we're a kid, a young child, and our parent does a negative trait, we respond in, a, in the best way we could at, that we could figure out at five years old, right? So the, our response might be to try to appease the parent or people-please the parent, or our response might be to go and hide, or our response might, you know, there's some kind of way that we learn to respond. And as an adult, anytime anybody does that negative trait, whether it's partner, a romantic partner, or a friend, or a family member, or a stranger on the street, <laughs> anybody, we will tend to be hooked into that original way of responding. Another way to know that you've broken out of that negative attraction pattern is that you've also stopped responding that old way anymore. So instead of the old way of responding, you either are kind of indifferent, like it doesn't really impact you anymore when the person does it, just kind of, kind of shrug your shoulders and go, eh, that's their problem, <laughs> you know. I don't take it personally. It doesn't bother me. Or you, you respond from a position of strength, but not from a reactive, oh, yeah, well, fuck you, man. You know, not like, which is not a bad phase to go through, right, as we're healing. This, that's our standing up for ourselves. But it's not like that, but just a calm, kind of a calm, confident strength of, yeah, I can handle this situation. So when you get to that place, where basically you're responding in a healthy way, I guess is an easy way to put it, rather than a, a reactive or young child unhealthy way, then you know you've addressed that negative trait and it doesn't impact you anymore. Both generally in your life, you know, responding to people and being attracted to people with that negative trait. Ah, all right. So, covered all the rest of the stuff. Um, I do want to mention that uh, I have put up Module 2 in the membership site. So when you log in, you can see Module 2 is now available, including the workbook and, and uh, recordings of past healing sessions and all this similar kind of stuff that's in Module 1. Um, and includes uh, a cool homework assignment that, you are, that you're going to need to do before our call next Wednesday. Um, because it's, it's an assignment that's going to help you get in touch with your fears and limiting beliefs that are interfering with you being with your ideal partner. You'll see it in there. For those of you who re read my mini-course, you already saw it in there, too, so it won't be anything new. Um, but anyway, we are ready to do the healing sessions, and we already have one volunteer. Unless there's any last questions before we get into the healing sessions, uh, star eight if you have a question. And I'm hopefully going to have time for two healing sessions. Read is our first. You can also press star eight if you want to be the second. So in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and call on Rita. Hey, Rita. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. Well, it's understandable. You're about to work on something, you know, probably intense. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I I, I uh, anticipate that that nervousness will go away as you, as you get into this stuff. Yeah, good. So go ahead and start tapping, though. Okay. Um, all right. 
karate chop tapping? Just tap on all the points. Okay. All right. You're just just doing three or four taps per point, just cycling through all the points. Okay. All right. And so, what what is it that you wanted to work on? Um. Well, the the mem. Well, I don't know about the specific. Mem oh, actually, and uh, everybody else, just prepare for borrowing benefits. Ideally, you all came prepared with uh, two memories to work on for this call. Pick one of those two memories, replay it in your mind, see how intense it is today, write down that number, and uh, I'll give you guys a minute to do that. And then we're just, and then just let it go, and we're going to focus on Rita. So Rita, we're just going to pause a minute here, and you think about what you're going to say as we as we're waiting. Oh, and also remember, at the end of the memory, get in touch with what your inner child wished your parent had done instead. What would they like to have heard? What would they have liked their parent to have done? All right, so I think we've given enough time. Uh, so, so Rita, so what's, what's the memory you want to work on? Okay, so first, uh, uh, the, my mom's. I want to work on my mom, the negative trait of my mom, that she was emotionally unavailable, and and I'm not really sure how you describe this, but basically she didn't protect me. She didn't ask me how I felt about things, um, and didn't help me to. Um, yeah, she didn't ask me how I felt about things and comfort me and and help me feel loved. So the the background, a little teeny tiny bit, is the fact that my dad had a nervous breakdown when I was seven. I watched him. I never remember my mom ever asking me afterwards how I felt about that. Oh, okay. uh, after he had electroshock therapy and came home from the hospital two weeks later, the mantra in my family was, don't upset your father. And I was an obedient child, and I always felt sorry for my mother. So I didn't. Um, right. This memory kind of uh, revolves around my sister Ellen, who is a couple years older than me, who uh, was mean. She actually bullied me, and so that's a different kind of a memory. And I'm not. And I think. Well, I, let's yeah, let's do the first one. I think the first one was good. Yeah. So it could be a good example. It's a good age, and it, and it's you're right. Not only was she emotionally unavailable, but she was unattentive. There you like go. Like any mother who saw, you know, if father had emotional breakdown, which I, I'm guessing must have been pretty dramatic looking. It was really, it was really dramatic. And yeah. I, you know, I've done EMDR on it. I've worked on it on your breakthrough program. And so I've kind of dealt with some of it. But the fact that the thing that I did, I worked with Patricia the other night on a different memory, but it was basically about my mom not protecting me and not helping me. And yeah, she's not I, taking care of you. So not, it's, 
taken care of me, and I was it was really really strong, and she didn't take care of me after this one either. And yeah, so- that's my point. Is that exactly? Is that you know, when something dramatically upsetting like that happens, most parents would recognize it be dramatic, right. and would and would want to be there for her child to help her deal with what happened. Right. Go up to child and say, "Oh, that must well, be really scary when Daddy did that." It's really strong because I'm already crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it's a 10. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, <coughs> so what I'd like you to do is to start by kind of witnessing it from the outside. See your what was going on with Dad. But don't don't spend too much time there. Spend more time looking at your young self, your seven-year-old self, and um, seeing that how upsetting it was to her to witness what happened. In fact, you can just focus completely on her. Don't even look at what was going on with Dad. Just look at her and see how upsetting it was for her, how much this is impacting her, and then see Mom not do anything about it. Right. So either as it was going on or afterwards. Right. So mom wasn't there when it went on. Oh, okay. She wasn't at home. So when so but it was afterwards that there was nothing. I could remember her taking us to the hospital to see him and my older sister and my younger brother and I just putting us in a waiting room while she went to visit him in the state hospital and how Yeah and never addressing the fact that that might have been scary. That's right. But we'll, we'll start actually at the point where, we, okay, so you know, you know, it's kind of like you know that it happened, the thing with Dad, and Dad was taken away. And then there, there you all are in the house right. with you and your siblings and your mom, and your mom is not doing anything about what happened. She's not asking you how you're feeling. She's not empathizing with how you must have been feeling. She's not doing anything. Yeah, I can't even remember her even being there. I can't even visualize her even being in the house or around. I have zero memory of her being even there. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, just see yourself alone in the house. I know your siblings were there, but just see yourself alone. Okay. Let's put, in fact, let's put you in your bed in your room, seven years old. And little you had gone through this really upsetting experience, and there she's left alone to deal with it. Right. So just see that. Yeah, keep tapping, keep tapping. Right, there she is all alone. This horrible thing has happened. And there she is all alone. Can you repeat things I say? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'd like you to tap on your cry chat point. I gotta blow my nose. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
All right, go. All right. Tap in your cry chat point, and in your imagination, tap on hers. Because she's actually the true client of the session. She's the one who went through that experience. So you and I are two caring adults here to help her. So repeat after me. Even though that horrible thing happened. Even though that horrible thing happened. And now you're left alone. Now you're left alone. Deal with it by yourself. You're all by yourself. Truth is, you're a wonderful girl. Truth is, you're a wonderful girl. And I am totally here for you and on your side. I am totally here for you and on your side. And everybody else, you should be repeating what Rita's saying out loud if you can or in your mind if you can't, along with Rita. Just remind you guys of that. So even though that terrible thing happened. Even though that terrible thing happened. And now you're left alone. Now you're left alone. To deal with it by yourself. Deal with it by yourself. You're a beautiful child. Child. And I love and care about you. I love and care about you. Good. And now back to tapping all the points for you and everybody. A terrible thing happened with your father. A terrible thing happened with your father. It was so upsetting to see it. It was so upsetting to see it. So scary. So scary. And you don't fully understand what happened. You don't fully understand what happened. And you're left totally shaken. Left totally shaken. You're needing comforting. Comforting. You're needing help. Help. And there's no one to help you. No one to help you. Your mother is home, but she's not around. Mother's home, but she's not around. She's not asking you how you're feeling. Not asking you how you're feeling. She's not offering comfort. Not offering comfort. Not there at all. Not there at all. And it leaves you feeling so alone. It leaves you feeling so alone. And uncared about. Uncared about. And unloved. Unloved. Feel lost and alone. Lost and alone. Deeply hurt and sad. Hurt and sad. All this sadness. This sadness. Feeling so alone. Feeling so alone. Feeling uncared about. Feeling uncared about. Feeling unworthy of love. Feeling unworthy of love. Feeling so lost and alone. Feeling so lost and alone. Not cared about. Cared about. And like any young child would do. Like any young child would do. You assume it's something about about you. You assume that it was something about you. That you must not be deserving of love. You must not be deserving of love. Or not worthy of love. Not worthy of love. Or not okay in some way. Not okay in some way. It never occurs to you you. that the problem is with your mother. The problem is with your mother. That she's not good at loving. Not good at loving. 
But the problem is with her instead of you. The problem is with her instead of you. Instead, you feel like it's you. I feel like it's you. You feel uncared about. Feel uncared about. And not worthy of caring. I don't know if you repeated that. Did you repeat that? Said, not worthy of caring. Okay. All right, so take a deep belly breath. And uh, check in with your young self now and see how she's doing. You know, it's so weird. When you've done this with other people, I thought, how do they do this? But you know what? I actually do feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Good. Like a seven, I don't know, maybe six even. All right, so it went down from a ten to a six or seven round. Cool. Um, now, on these calls, I don't tend to try and get to zero. Um, I tend to do all three parts, and it helps a lot. But when you guys are doing this on your own, stay with these feelings until you get to zero. Okay. Or at least, or at least quite low. What feeling is the strongest? As you tune into that six or seven, what, what's the strongest feeling right now? Feeling alone. I mean, that's you know, the thing that came up. The, so painfully alone. Painfully alone. Like right. there's nobody to turn to. All right, so I'm going to do a little more tapping on that, and then we're going to move to the second part. Okay, you're feeling painfully alone. Feeling painfully alone. There's no one to turn to. There's no one to turn to. No one to get comforting from. Comfort from. Feeling painfully alone. Feeling painfully alone. I think your phone, unless you say it louder, we don't hear it. All right. Feeling okay. painfully alone. I'll, I'll yeah. be louder. All right. All this aloneness. All this aloneness. Painfully alone. Painfully alone. Nowhere to turn to. Nowhere to turn to. Painfully alone. Painfully alone. Okay, good. So now check in with your young self. And, you know, right now she's actually not alone. You're with her. Right. Right? right. In fact, we're both with her, really. Yeah. Ask her if she feels that, that we're with her. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And how does that feel for her? Um... Like, uh, the first word that came out is, like, hallelujah, somebody's there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. What was, she, what was she like from you right now, specifically? Um, I'm, get, I'm not really getting a whole lot right this moment. Um, I think that she... She wants to be comforted. She wants yeah. to be comforted, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Would you be willing to give her a hug or Absolutely. hold her in your lap? Absolutely, yeah. So my, my favorite pillow on my couch is her most of the time, and I hold her. So, Good. yeah, so I'm doing that right now. Perfect. So feel yourself holding her. Yeah. And for everybody else, take a moment to feel yourself holding your inner child, even though you haven't been focusing on yourself. Just, just do that right now anyway. Everybody just kind of hold our inner child. 
off and just kind of send love and comforting into our inner child. Keep tapping. Sorry. Yeah, I, I forgot. Okay. That's why I'm reminding people. How's that feeling for her? Um, really, really good. Just like, just so like, I can breathe. You know, she can breathe. She can just take a, uh, she can relax. Yeah. Okay, good. So now, let's ask her, does it feel fair that her mother is just leaving her alone to deal with this by herself? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, she's mad. Good. Hell no. Hell <laughs> mad. Right. So we're bringing mom back into the room. Yep. And uh, shrinking her down, paralyzing her, shrinking her down to two feet tall or half a meter tall for the Europeans. And uh, she's going to let her mom know that this is not okay. Right. Okay to leave me alone to deal with this by myself. It's not fucking okay. Yeah. And everybody else try and yell along, along as best you can. Am I are my following what you're saying or what? Um, actually, you know what? That would make it easier for everybody to to join in the yelling. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so I'll lead it. Um, so, mom, something really painful happened to me. So, mom, something really painful happened to me. And you're just leaving me alone in it. And you just left me alone in it. You're not helping me at all. You are not helping me at all. You're not being there for me at all. You're not being there for me at all. And this is not okay. Not okay. And I'm mad at you. So mad at you. It is not okay to leave me alone. Not okay to leave me alone. It is so not okay. Not okay. I'm so mad at you! I'm so mad at you! It's not okay to leave me alone! Not okay to leave me alone! You're my mother! You're my mother! You're supposed to take care of me! Supposed to take care of me! This is not okay! This is not okay! I deserve to be taken care of! I deserve to be taken care of! This is not okay! This is not okay! You hear me? Do you hear me? Ah! I didn't get that one. Oh, just a yell. Oh. Yes, it's not okay! Ah! Ah! All right. Good. How'd that feel? Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. 
feels so good when we're able to get into it without holding back. And for those of you who are able to get into it without holding back at all, I'm sure you're feeling the same fabulousness. For those of you who are still a struggle to let yourself fully express your anger and you find yourself holding back a lot, um, I sympathize. It, it can be really hard, and the more we get into it, it's going to get easier. And sometimes doing it in a group together like this helps because we're all yelling together. So there's a group energy supporting you. And uh, Ghislaine, I know that you've been afraid to get into your anger, and maybe this time you're able to get through better, and maybe not. Um, if not, you know, you just have to address what those fears are, as we talked about. Huh. All right. Feels good to me, too. Yeah. Well, and it helps, too, because I'm home, and there's, I live in a condo, and there's nobody around me today. At night, okay. I can't really yell like this. Otherwise, they'd probably send the police. <laughs> well, or you can get a, a dense pillow and I, smash it against your face. They do, yeah. You get, it's against your mouth, I mean, you know, and so you can yell into it. Um, the other way you can do it, by the way, if there are people around you and you cannot yell out loud at all, is to yell in, in your head, but to tense up your body as if you're physically yelling. Okay. So it looks like a silent scream. So you're mouthing the words, your body's all tensed up, your mouth is wide open, as if you're yelling, but no sound is coming out. But you're hearing the yelling in your head. Okay. That also works. Just okay. as a good tip. <sighs> okay, so we all stood up for ourselves. So now we're going to use our magic wand to give your mother all the healing that she needs to address whatever childhood wounds has made it made her so emotionally cut off and insensitive and not able to be there for you and stuff like that. Um, oh, Elaine said it was easier. Yay! And actually, like that made me cry because I always felt sorry for my mom. So. Yeah, did I just lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, You're good. Here. Okay, good. My phone, I had to switch phones three times, so. Yeah, so that actually, like, even thinking of the, that she would get healed, like, made me cry. So, yeah. Yeah. So we give your internal mother all the healing that she needs with our magic wand. Like, she was, like she, just imagine she went off to some special healing clinic in some other time dimension. So she has all the time she needs to get this healing done, right? months of time or whatever it is. And she comes back in this very different place. Okay. All right. So what's your mother's name? Jeanette. What? Jeanette. Annette? Jeanette. J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T. Oh, Jeanette. 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 Okay. So let's just have... I'll go, ahead, I'll go ahead and play your mom so everybody can repeat along with me. Okay. So, I am so sorry that I wasn't there for you in the way that you needed me. Everybody repeat this with me. As, as your ideal parent. Am I repeating this too? Uh-huh. So, you're, it's kind of like your internal mother is saying this to your inner child. Got it. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just supplying the words. So we, just like when I was yelling and supplying the words, I'm, okay. I'm now going to supply the words. So, be your, your a reformed, your healed internal mother and say these things to your inner child. Okay. Okay, everybody's going to do the same thing. I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you in the way you needed. I am so sorry that you, I wasn't there for, the, for you in the way that you needed. That wasn't right. It wasn't right. And it wasn't your fault. And it wasn't your fault. The problem was with me. The problem was with me. 
You deserve all my love and attention. You deserve all my love and attention. You are a wonderful child. You're a wonderful child. I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you before. Hello? Uh oh, Rita? Uh, the line just dropped Rita. Um, I'm guessing she's calling back in. So as soon as she gets back on, we'll bring her... Yeah, she said she's calling back. Could just take a moment. the rest of you, just be with your inner child. See your inner child so that as we continue to say these nice things from the healed, reformed parent, you can more fully be with your inner child. You're back. Sorry about that. Okay, the line just dropped. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Sorry. All right. All right, so going back, close your eyes, go back to tapping. Okay. So again, I am so sorry I wasn't there for you. I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you. You deserve for me to be there for you. You deserve for me to be there for you. You are a wonderful, lovable child. You're a wonderful, lovable child. The problem was not with you, it was with me. The problem was not with you, it was with me. And I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry. And I love you very much. And I love you very much. I'm here for you now and from now on. And I'm here for you from now now and on. Yeah, I said it funny. (laughs) I'm here for you now and from now on. Now and from now on. Now, what would she like from her mother, in addition to the words that she said so far? Well, she actually would like to sit in her mother's lap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she'd like her mom to hold her. Yep. Yep. So let's do that. Okay. So again, just feel your young self sitting in your mother's lap, the new, healed, transformed mother. Yes. Loving mother. And the rest of you, imagine sitting in your ideal parent's lap. Feel the loving energy. If it can't be a reformed version of your original parent, just let it be an ideal parent. One who is super loving and safe. While she's being held, is there anything specifically that she would like to hear from her mother? 
Oh, I'm not going to do this, but she wants my mother to sing to her. <laughs> <laughs> so we can do that in my head. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and do that in your head. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that in my head. <laughs> And everybody else, just feel yourselves receiving that love. Feel yourself receiving love. So how's that feeling? It feels really, really good. Really, good. really good. Yeah. Good. Let's see how far we got on healing this memory. If you replay it now, 0 to 10, how intense is it? It was a 10, then it went down to a 6, 7. What's yeah, I, I honestly, it's like a 4 or 5 at this point. So okay. it's really, yeah. There's, you know, there's still some some stuff there, but um, it really, it really is much... Much better. Yeah. And the screaming really helped. <laughs> yeah. Screaming really helps, yeah. Yeah. Ghislaine uh, just made a comment here. She's she's actually using Skype as to phone into the call. Oh. And she just said, Skype is dropping the call nonstop, so I will listen to the replay. It was a wonderful healing process. Thanks to you and Rita. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm grateful that I can do it. This will inspire me to take off in the middle of the day a lot more often to try to get to these calls. So this was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we didn't have time to do a full-length session. I'm I'm kind of doing half-length sessions with people on these calls. Yeah. And so you didn't get to zero. You, you felt significantly better, right? You got at least 50% better. Yes. Um, you want to do the same process but stay a lot longer in part one. Right, I will. We don't have time. We didn't have time to do that. Um, so, anyway, great work. And Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I loved how you were able to just really jump into the anger like that. That was great. Yeah, thanks. Coolosity. All right. Whew. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Thank you. Uh, sorry, went a little too quick there. You're welcome. Um, there's another uh, question I forgot to answer. Uh, from Sandra, uh, and before I get into the next healing session, I'm going to just get this in there. <clears throat> so Sandra is saying, um, I'm having difficulty, as always, with my ex-husband, ex-husband, the sex addict. He tries to manipulate me by sending me out-of-the-blue text messages about picking up my son for an unplanned visit, and it really unnerves me. That plus this belief that I live in a country town where there is no man around, and I feel like I will never find one, is really getting me down. Is there something specific I can tap on for this problem? Um, so well, there's two separate questions there. The thing with your ex-husband, like I say, module three is when we're going to get into ex-partners. Uh, so my my quick answer is module three will, will address it. Um, as you're waiting between now and module three, since it's uh, a little over a month away, actually, sorry, it's a month and a half away, so I know it's a long time to wait, uh, tap on your anger what he's doing. Just think about different things he's doing and just vent 
and tap and vent and tap at him. Do that as a preparatory thing. It's going to help a lot. It's going to help you feel stronger. It's going to help you feel less triggered by him, less susceptible to him. So I would just do that between now and Module 3. That will definitely help you. Um, and your belief that you live in a country town, there's no man around, you'll never find one. I just want to let you know that I live in a small country town area, and I found my beloved wife. Uh, and what I have come to learn is that it's not about the size of where you live. I mean, other people have the opposite complaint. I'm in this big and personal city, and it's so hard to meet people. So I actually have a video. So rather than try and spend more time on the answer, because it's the same thing I would say is on the video, there's a video that's called, I think it's called How to Find Love in a Small Town, in parentheses, or a Big City. Watch that video, because it answers this very question. Um, and it gives you know, much more time to it than I have time to do in this call. So anybody who lives in a small town or a really big city, I encourage you guys to watch that video. Just go to my channel and just look through the Love Talk Q&A videos, and you'll see it. Okay, so um, Anda was the person who raised her hand next. So I'm going to call on you and see if you had a question or you wanted to work next. Anda. Hello. Hey there. Did you have a question or did you want to work next? I wanted to work, I guess. Okay. Um, I just want to check in something real quick. Carolyn also raised her hand, and I don't know if it was to do a session or for a question. Let me just, I'm going to just bring her on and see if it was a question, in which case I'll answer real quick. Otherwise, if there's a session, I'll work with you, Anda. Thank you. Sure. So, Carolyn, was it a question or did you want to volunteer for a session? Carolyn? Hello, Carolyn. All right. Well, apparently Carolyn was in at the phone or can't hear her for some reason. So anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and work with you, Anda. Um, what's the negative trait we're addressing and what's the memory? Oh, everybody else, I forgot. Everybody else, check back in your memories. See if you're, uh, what the new number is. Let's give everybody a moment. And uh, write down your new number. If, uh, if it came down a lot and you feel like addressing a second memory, do that. Or you can redo the same memory. But sometimes uh, a memory, for whatever reason, is not susceptible to borrowing benefits. You just have to work on it directly. So actually, either way, work on your second memory. So everybody, take a minute now to replay your, uh, to play, replay your second memory uh, in your minds. Uh, so relive it and see how intense it is today and write down that number in preparation. And at the end of the memory, get in touch with what your inner child wished your parent had done or said and or said uh, instead of what they did. So everybody take a moment to do that. Okay, so Anda, what negative trait are you yeah. trying to address, and what's the memory? Well, I think um, I just want to say that the the previous call was great for me because it's 
was so incredibly similar to what I had in mind. So I'm just going to ask, I have, like, it was like, I feel better now, so it's going to be a bit difficult to get into another <laughs> bad memory. But um, I had, when I was a child, I had recurrent nightmares about being abandoned by my parents because they had a second child. And by the way, I was, like, if I told my parents, I kind of felt the tension and I felt that, that I was kind of maybe addressing something real or uh, I had no idea because I have no recollection of anything like that because I was really, really small at that time, but it kind of went on throughout my young, like before seven years old, I would constantly be having nightmares like that and I don't know if I can maybe tap on something like that. Because okay, I, so I, you know... I just want to see, I, I make sure I understood yeah. what you said. It was, a, it was a little hard to hear some of the words you said. So Sorry. I heard that you had, night, you had nightmares yes. of your parents abandoning you because yes. they had a second child. Yes. Okay. And were, they, were your parents distant with you in general? They have, they have had, uh, yes. They they were pretty close to me, but at, in some areas, sometimes they weren't. You know, some there were some moments when they weren't, and I wish they were. You know what I mean? Sure. Now is that a, is that a trait that you that you deal with in your relationships that you get together with guys who are emotionally distant? Who are unavailable. Unavailable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So, I don't know if you want. I can pick something else. I don't know if we, if you can tap on, on nine pain for nightmares. Um, and ha- well, how did they handle it when you when you told them about a nightmare? They didn't. They didn't. That that was the thing. You know, they were just well, like. What, how did they react? They tensed up. They tensed so up. So I had no idea. Yeah, why? I still don't. Okay, so you were you were sharing the nightmare with them yes. and looking for reassurance and comforting that exactly. they're not gonna abandon you. And they would just look all they would just look like they just tensed up and they wouldn't say anything? They, no, my like I have like one specific memory in mind when I, I ran up to my mom and I would tell her, Look, this is what I dreamed and you, you really shouldn't have another baby <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I was like, Please don't have another baby because you know, I'm having these nightmares, and she was she would pass up, and she would say, "Don't worry," you know. But it was really cold. Oh, so the you words know? were okay, but the feeling behind it was cold. Yeah, she like said, she okay. was like she was annoyed with you or something. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was not. Yes, you know. Right. So it's so, kind of like you know, don't. Like, don't worry, it'll be okay, it'll be fine. Yeah, you know? don't worry, I'll, yeah, I won't. So it's kind of impatient and a little irritated or annoyed. Yeah, when it came to that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there was no actual comforting. It was the yeah. feelings that kind of comforting. Um, all right. So we can work on that. And how old were you when you when that happened? Approximately. I think um, I was really young. I don't know exactly the age, but I knew I was really small. Like, I would have almost difficulty expressing myself. Okay, okay. So you're really little. That's all I need to know. Yeah. 
Okay, so what I'd like you to do, and everybody should be tapping, just you know, going through all the points. And so what we're going to be working on is not the nightmare, but we're going to be working on the cold okay. response by your mother. All right. Okay. It's not un, you know it's not unusual for a kid to have nightmares of being abandoned when you know the, the first sibling comes along, um, particularly if the parents are not the most loving. But even if the parents are loving, there there can still be a fear that you know I'll, I'll lose my parents' love to this new child. And ideally, parents would be very lovingly reassuring, like no no we love you so much we we'll, you know we'll, we will never yeah. abandon you all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, so I want you to just feel your mother's coldness, her being impatient and irritated or annoyed. Even though the words are fine, just that energy of, uh. Exactly. So there's a lack of caring. There's a lack of emotional reassurance. Zero to ten, how intense is this? Um, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, and I was also surprised. I mean, they were they were loving in general, but you know, in, sometimes it would it just came as a shock for whatever reason. weren't available. I was so used to having them support me. It was oh, it was just shocking, and I didn't. I kind of was wondering why not this time. You know what I mean? Why aren't you, you know, comforting me this time? What's wrong? What this time? I didn't understand why they weren't comforting me this time, this particular time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to work on all that. So tap in on your cry chop point and tap in on her, your young self's cry child point in your imagination. Repeat after me. Even though you're feeling so hurt and confused by your mother's cold reaction. Even though you're feeling so hurt and confused by your mother's reaction. Her cold reaction. Her cold reaction. And lack of real reassurance. And lack of real reassurance. Truth is, you're a wonderful girl. The truth is, you're a wonderful girl. Actually, the truth is, you're a wonderful child. The truth is, you're a wonderful child. And I am totally here for you and on your side. And I am totally here for you and on your side. Good. Even though you're feeling so hurt and alone and uncared about. Even though you're feeling so hurt and alone and uncared about. You're a beautiful child. You're a beautiful child. And I love and care about you. And I love and care about you. Good. Okay, so now tapping all the points. Everybody keep repeating after me. Um, you had this scary dream. You had this scary dream. And you went to your mother for reassurance and comforting. 
and you went to your mother for reassurance and comforting. And instead of being emotionally comforting, and instead of being emotionally comforting, she was cold and annoyed. She was cold and annoyed. And you're shocked by that response. I was shocked by that response. Actually, we're talking to your young self. You were shocked by that response. You were shocked by that response. And it felt so hurtful. It felt so hurtful. Makes you feel so abandoned and alone. Makes you feel so abandoned and alone. All this deep hurt. All of this deep hurt. Feeling not cared about. Feeling not cared about. Feeling alone and and not comforted. Feeling alone and not comforted. Feeling pushed away even. Feeling pushed away. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Makes me, it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. That you're not deserving this comforting. That you're not deserving of this comforting. You're not deserving of reassurance. You're not deserving of reassurance. <clears throat> Feeling so hurt and alone. Feeling so hurt and alone. And not cared about. And not cared about. Not loved. Not loved. You feel so abandoned. You feel so abandoned. And unsafe. And unsafe. That's exactly how, yeah, I was feeling abandoned and unsafe. Yeah. Feeling so abandoned and unsafe. Feeling so abandoned and unsafe. Feeling so uncared about and unsafe. Feeling so uncared about and unsafe. Feeling so alone. Feeling so alone. Feeling so alone. Feeling so alone. And unsafe. Unsafe. Deep, deep belly breath. Hello? So I want you to check in. Yeah. Just let me just kind of sit for a moment. So I want you to check in with your young self and see how she's feeling now. She's bit more okay. She's like, she's not so, you know, inside the whole action. She can, like, maybe take a step step back and realize she's okay. Okay. How, how are you feeling towards her right now? Towards my young self? What? Towards, towards my young self or my mom? You're my towards mom. your young self. Oh, so much compassion. So much compassion? Yeah. All right. 
So I should give yourself, your young self, a, a comforting, reassuring hug and let her know that you will never abandon her, that you will never leave her alone. so good because I I know I have been like abandoning myself throughout the years how about if you say I make I commit to taking care of you now I commit to care of you now may not be perfect may not be perfect but I'll keep coming back but I will keep coming back. See how that feels to your young self. She feels like in like in your mother's arms. Like where, where where you're really, really safe. Good. Really, really safe. That's good. All right, so now let's ask her, does this does her, did her mother's response feel okay to her? No, it didn't. All right. And she kind of feels like a little bit more courageous because I, she, she knows that I will have her back. All right, good. <clears throat> Perfect. So let's, we're going to bring Mother in, shrink her down with our magic wand and paralyze her. And now here's your opportunity. <laughs> Let's do it. So can you can, could you please help me with the the lines because I kind of have trouble. Yeah, so I'm going to help you with the lines. Doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um. All right, so, Mom, that dream really scared me. Mom, that dream really scared me. And I really needed your reassurance. And I really needed your reassurance. I really needed your comforting. I really needed your comforting. And your love. And your love. Instead, you were cold and distant. Instead, you were cold and distant. And pushed me away. And pushed me away. And that is not okay. And that is not okay. I'm really mad that you did that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream in my pillow. Good. I'm really mad that you did that. It is not okay to do that. It is not okay to do that. And it makes me so mad! It makes me so mad! You're my mother! You're my mother! You're supposed to love and take care of me! You're supposed to love and take care of me! And it's not okay that you're cold like that! It's not okay that you're cold like that! It is not okay! I deserve 
I deserve to be comforted and reassured. I deserve to be comforted and reassured. And what you did was not okay. What you did was not okay. It was not okay. How'd that feel? It feels great. I feel like for the first time during this call, calls, I could actually, or my my tapping. Yeah, you're still tapping. I Everybody's actually, tapping. Yeah, I actually kind of let, really let go of all the anger and like the, it's, it's like reaffirming yourself. I don't know. It feels great. Exactly. And I actually forgot. It's, I forgot how that felt. Yes. It's such a new feeling. Yes, absolutely. I, I love the way you said that. It's really it's affirming yourself. Exactly. Exactly right. Affirming yourself. All right. And I haven't been doing that throughout the series, and I kind of yeah, it feels really great that it's okay that. Yep. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's go to the last part. We use our magic wand to take your mother off to her own special healing clinic to heal whatever has been getting in the way of her being completely open-hearted and loving. And she has all the time she needs to get that healing. And in fact, she's been at it for months in this special healing clinic. <laughs> it's just a different time dimension, right? <laughs> so she comes back, and she's in this totally different place. And it's open and loving. And I repeat after me, being, so you're going to be your internal mother uh, saying what I'm saying to your inner child. Right. So I am so sorry that I treated you that way. I'm so sorry that I treated you that way. You didn't deserve for me to be cold like that. You didn't deserve for me to be cold like that. Of course I love you, and of course you deserve my reassurance. Of course I love you, and of course you deserve my reassurance. Let me hold you and reassure you now. Let me hold you and reassure you right now. I know you're afraid that you'll lose me because of the baby. I know you're afraid you're going to lose me because of the baby. But I love you so much, and you will never lose me for any reason. But I love you so much, and you will never lose me for whatever reason. Right. We'll never abandon you. We'll never abandon you. And I love you with all my heart. And I love you with all my heart. So now, let your young self get into your mother's lap. And everybody else, do that too. If you don't feel safe doing it with your, even your reformed parent, then do it with your ideal parent. But feel yourself being lovingly, safely held. 
feel that. Breathe it into your heart. How's that feeling? Feels really great. Good. Good. So replay your memory now and see what it is. Everybody else, replay your memories as well. Came down to a four, and I think now my child—it's like the the whole intensity of the the memory came to a four. Mm-hmm. Or three, and I think now my child is angry at that response. <laughs> Good, that's what we want. <laughs> or I'm disappointed. All right, <clears throat> so I just want to give everybody uh, a, a, just another tip as I'm thinking about this process. As you do it on your own, <clears throat> I already gave you the tip to stay in part one longer, so that the negative feelings are reduced more before you get into the anger. And then what also helps, and we don't have time to do it on the call, but you can do it on your own, is to flesh out the, the last part where your inner child gets what she or he is needing, not just right in that moment, but also imagine how different life is going forward. So sort of stay in it for a while, getting, you know, hearing what you needed to hear, you know, the apology and the reassurance and the love and the comforting in that moment, in that memory, you know, for that specific situation. But then also imagine how different life is going forward with your reformed parent being loving in this area where they used to not be loving. So not just healing that specific situation in that memory, but you know, spend a few minutes tapping and imagining how different life is going forward. That will also help really reinforce this. When you have time to do, you know, this work on your own, I, I encourage everybody to do that as well. All right, well, great session. Thanks for volunteering. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, so I'd like to give people an opportunity to um, to say anything if they want after these two intense sessions. Star eight uh, to to talk or. Just go ahead and type a chat message. Sometimes after this kind of thing, people can have a lot of reactions. Some some of you are going to be feeling much better, like, yeah, oh, wow, I got a lot of progress done. And some people could even potentially feel worse sometimes because they get all stirred up and they didn't quite get through it in the way they would like. You know, if anybody has any questions or comments or need, you know, need a little help or whatever it is, you know, you're welcome to press star 8 or type a chat message to do that now before we end the call.
Okay, so so far nobody's doing that. Uh, ah, okay, Anna has a comment. And I would encourage everybody, um, you know, if something comes up, you can also just post in the group about it. In fact, I encourage people to, to post your reactions in the group um, after each of these calls. It's really helpful for everybody. Okay, Anna. Hi, Stefan. Hey, Anna. What I was thinking was, if you're thinking about your reformed mother, first of all, I, I feel guilty asking this question because she passed away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel guilty speaking ill of the dead. Right. And 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 she and she did. She she did reform. She kind of mellowed out in later life, you know. Yeah. That's great. So, that she mellowed out in her later life and she reformed. That's good. But I I I I do sometimes feel guilty over over what she did previously, and then if I'm trying to imagine her being the reformed parent, right? It's just that. Her clothes, her, you know, everything was very old-fashioned. It was embarrassing for me compared to maybe an ideal mother that I see regularly. It's okay. So, it's, it's common. A lot of people have had that guilt. You know, just like for Anda, it was hard to get mad because she was aware that her mother did the best she could. And I said, you can get mad at just that specific behavior, right? Not, not your whole mother. So that's one thing. But a lot of people also feel guilty, like you said. I want to spend speak ill of the dead, and things like that. And I would just remind you that it was your mother's job to take care of you Mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for various reasons, she wasn't able to do that very well. Okay. I'm sure it was stuff from her childhood and whatever. But regardless of the fact that she was trying her best and given her own background, the end result is that you got hurt. Mm-hmm. And you have a right to your own healing. And if that includes getting mad at certain things that were done to you and trying to imagine how you, an ideal parent, how you wished you'd been treated as a child, that's in service of your own healing. And most people, when they die, if you believe in any kind of afterlife, they're usually, after they die, have much more objective perspective. And they're able to look back on their life and, and see things very differently. And they usually have a, a, a very generous attitude towards their children, wanting the best for them and letting go a lot of the kind of junk that they were dealing with in their in their physical life. Mm-hmm. So my guess is if you were to actually talk to your mother in the spirit world and ask her if it's okay for her, okay with her for you doing this healing process, including all these parts, then... Uh, I'm I'm guessing she'll say yes. It is okay with her, and you're welcome to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try that. I think she would say yes. Yeah. Now, unless you have another question, can I ask something else? Sure. Well, let me just answer Annette's question. She did a text me- a chat message. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you want she to said, mute? On the no, 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 fine. Just stay there. Okay. Uh, Annette said, "Is it okay that each memory has all the same negative treatment for my mother, and during each incident, she made me feel the same way?" Um, the answer is sure. So, and basically, that happens to all of us, is that our parent does the same negative thing over and over again, hundreds of times, right? And so what you do is you just address some representative memories, healing them thoroughly uh, of your mother doing what she did. 
with the same negative treatment. And, you know, if you really thoroughly heal each memory, it usually only takes about three representative memories, first and worst, as I've said, and it'll take care of it. Um, if you're not quite healing it all the way, then it might take a couple more, you know, four or five, six, something like that. Um, but it won't, you don't have to keep doing it forever. You'll find that after you do enough of them, uh, it'll generalize over all the rest, and it'll be, it'll be resolved and put to rest. All right. Um, so what's your second question, Anna? Like, if if I go back to my dad, and, I mean, he really upset me last night now. Yeah. He really yeah. hurt me. Yeah. So how'd you feel when I said the possibility of either not seeing him for another month while you're continuing doing the healing process until you feel strong enough to... Um, At this point, I couldn't imagine standing up to him yeah, well, in that case, you probably, you, you know, the other option is just to put on a hold for all. I mean, I understand he's 81, but chances are he'll still be alive in a month or two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know, I know. Really poor health. I know he's in very good health. He's very sprightly. He's very witty. He's very active. He's very sharp. Okay. I know, I know yeah, I'm in a panic. If he, if he heard me say he was in a, I'm in a panic to visit him, he'd kill me. I know he, he'd be there in another month. That's true. Um, he needs. To, he said he's going to call in to me. He has to do something. I might just try and avoid him, but he goes through all my stuff, and he's viciously angry. Yeah. So at some point, you're going to have to get strong enough and let him know it's not okay to get viciously angry at you like that. See, it's it's it really hard because you grew up with it your whole life, and it's also ongoing damage. It's, it's ongoing damage. It only takes two sentences from him to propel me back to three years old and all this hard work is undone. Right, which is why some people choose to not see their parents for a while while they're doing the healing work. Okay. It's like, you know, I'm not strong enough to have a boundary yet and every time I see my parent, I, it feels damaging, so I'm, gonna, I'm choosing to put it on hold for a month or two until I feel strong enough to stand up for myself and have boundaries. I think I'd do that. I thought I was chickening out, but I think in a month it might be easier for me. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Thanks. Sure. You're welcome. All right. Well, I think that's all we have time for here. If people have more questions, um, please do... uh, you know, post them in the, in the Facebook group if you have reactions, if you have thoughts, if you have comments, if you have anything. Um, you know, please share it in the Facebook group. So, anyway, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. We're starting Module 2. Please log in to the, the membership site and get the workbook for Module 2. And, um, and you'll see the other stuff that's in there. Um, I'm going to be adding another document to Module 2, which is how to... Uh, Heal Negative Beliefs, and I'm working on that document, and uh, I'll be finishing that uh, this week, Um, but you're you're not going to need it right away anyway, so it'll be ready before next Wednesday's call. Um, So anyway, between now and next Wednesday's call, keep working on the negative traits, and then next Wednesday's call is when we're going to start working on the fears and limiting beliefs that are interfering with being with your soulmate, but do check it out, you know, the, the workbook in advance since there's that one exercise. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you later.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.